And it's now time for the Rural News with Kim Moody in Ōtutahi. And seafood company Sanford has opened a new factory which is going to produce some interesting products. Kia ora Charlotte. Yes, think fish skin face masks and green shell muscle powder to help boost joint health. Sanford has just opened the $20 million Bioactives Innovation Centre in Blenheim to try and find new ways of getting more value out of its seafood products. General Manager of Innovation Andrew Stanley says the seafood sector is limited by the amount of fish it can catch, so that's why Sanford is trying to get more value out of its products. We really are on a journey of finding uh, ways of better utilising what we do have and finding value in those products that we catch. It allows us to convert some of those raw materials to high-value outcomes, and it means we can better utilise the fish, and it means we can find opportunities to grow as an industry, create value, at the same time creating jobs. Mr Stanley says Sanford already makes green shell muscle powder, which has proven anti-inflammatory benefits, but the new factory will double and eventually quadruple output. At the same time, this site has the ability now to make products like collagen from hokey skins. But the collagen in hokey skins is quite unique in that it's suitable for a process called electrospinning. And that's where we are able to, or our partners are able to, convert the collagen into a, a nanofiber. And that nanofiber is then able to be used in cosmetic products. Andrew Stanley says the hokey skin collagen is being sold to companies who are using it to make beauty face masks, which are very popular in South Korea. He says there's so much potential in seafood byproducts, and the new Bioactives Innovation Centre is the next step in making that potential a reality. It's hoped new funding will wipe out the rabbit population in the Mackenzie Basin, which has long been regarded as ground zero for being ravaged by rabbits. The Te Manahuna Aoraki project is getting $5 million from the government to expand its pest control efforts in the region. The end goal is to clear rabbits from 310,000 hectares of alpine and tussock land. Project Chair Dr Jan Wright told Morning Report 75 hectares in the area have already been cleared of the hopping pests, but this funding means they can ramp up control efforts. First thing you do is put a rabbit-proof fence around, which of course you can then expand that area. It's a netting fence with netting under the ground so that they try to burrow under it, they hit the netting and sort of give up because they're not very bright. And then you do, we do a lot of poisoning with a poison called pindone that farmers have, have long used and then move in at night with thermoscopes on guns to shoot them and with dogs. And finally, there's a few left, there's a, a, the ancient art of ferreting where uh, ferrets are sent down into the warrens and kill the rabbits. Dr Jan Wright says the cleared areas are then monitored by cameras to pick up any potential incursions. Fertiliser company Ravensdown is trialling phosphate from an Australian mine to try and front foot, front foot global supply chain challenges. The company imports 300,000 tonnes of the product annually from China, Togo and the Western Sahara. Now a 5,000 tonne shipment of phosphate rock from the Ardmore mine in Queensland is on its way to Littleton and Otago ports. Ravensdown, Ravendown's, Ravensdown's general manager of supply chain Mike Whitty says diversifying where products is sourced from helps give farmers certainty. We're always looking for options because, you know, what we've seen is that the world with COVID, with all of the geopolitical issues, is becoming more difficult. And, and so some, some sources are taken off the market because people are worried about 
or countries are worried about food security as well. So we just see that having some options go a long way just to making sure we've got security over supply for our customers in New Zealand. So we're really keen to trial it and, and just see how useful it is in a mix. Ravensdown has come under fire for importing phosphate from the occupied area of Western Sahara. The Sahrawi people consider the phosphate to be stolen by Morocco, which annexed their territory in the 1970s. But Mr Witte, who recently travelled to the region, says Ravensdown is happy with the checks and balances it has in place. We've had independent reviews done, and uh, that's showing that OCP uh, is doing everything it's required to do in the Western Sahara. So, yeah, we we think they're a a very professional business to deal with. Mike Whitty says if trials of the phosphate rock in Australia prove successful and the mine has capacity, Ravensdown would likely increase orders from there. Weaker demand from the US and China for New Zealand beef is driving down prices just as slaughter volumes are expected to increase. AgriHQ senior analyst Mal Crode says at the beginning of October, between 3,000 and 4,500 bulls are slaughtered per week, but by December this jumps to over 22,000 a week. She says bull prices typically decline at this time of year, but other factors are pushing prices down further. While there's been good support from some of our smaller secondary markets for manufacturing beef, the weak demand from our two key markets for manufacturing beef being uh, the US and China uh, has been on the radar for a few months now. Reportedly, those US buyers are sitting on high inventories and unfortunately purchased earlier at higher prices. They've also got a large amount of domestic product available purely due to their drought-induced high slaughter rates that have been a feature right through this year. But also we're seeing you know, the global recessionary environment has buyers concerned about a demand slowdown. So therefore we're seeing buyers, particularly out of the US and China, still wary about committing to forward purchases unless they see some lower prices. Mel Crowed. And lastly, recent rain has eased dry conditions in mid-Canterbury. Niwa's hotspot watch last week showed things were really starting to dry out in mid and north Canterbury, but heavy rain has dissipated the hotspot that was in place. However, Niwa warns things could dry out again within the next week with little rain forecast. That's the Rural News. Koe rātou o te tai whenua.